Welcome, Andrew. Thank you very much. I loved your bio. Cheers, mate. Alpha wire. Fasting enthusiast, business builder, financial planner, mortgage broker, buyer's agent. Quite a busy, busy life at the moment, mate, with three girls and, and hopefully a boy to boot for 2023. We'll see. Mate, you, I think the, the fasting seems to be working. Fasting works. Yeah, extremely well. It's uh, it's uh, potent as all hell, mate. So it's good. Works well. How much weight have you dropped? Oh, um, so I did 22 days and I dropped about 16 kgs during that time. But post the fast, started eating again. And that's basically, I put on about five kilos off the back of that again. So I've lost, I've lost about 10, 11 kilos. So it's pretty good. Unreal. I mean, I remember when we jumped on for one of our sessions and I was like, man, something's changed, like haircut, like your face is really skinny, like you're losing weight, what's going on? Yeah, that's it, exactly. Well, mate, wait, wait till 2023, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission. <laughs> I'm going to get my, I keep my teeth, I got to get my cheekbones back. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. How, how, um, how, how many days have you been fasting now? So I've stopped now, but what I came off at was 22 days of water fast basically right so so i'm looking i'm looking to to basically just eat one meal or two meals a day for the next few weeks and then and do another big one probably just do seven days something like that nothing too crazy like last one well man that's a lot of time to do water fast like like most people from listen from what i understand with water fast most people aren't very active they stay at home some people just like they they don't really move around a lot because it can get quite dangerous but it seems like you're just going about your normal life you're in the office running around with your kids like you're just doing everything and you're water fasting for like significant amount of time yeah absolutely look i think that the key is you, you got to take electrolytes you got to supplement your body's electrolytes otherwise if you drink too much water you lose a ton of electrolytes and you get quite quite wheezy i'm uh, not wheezy uh your your head you, you start losing well, the, there's not enough blood pressure basically so when you get up when you get up really quickly you get dizzy and and there's a chance of you fainting essentially so that's why you got to keep the electrolytes up and then you can you can go for walks like i was doing 10k walks basically and just doing the standard resistance training body weight resistance training stuff so unreal man good on you that's a big achievement like massive i think like mindset um breakthrough right yeah 100 look it's a great way to like i keep telling my team i'm not going to i'm not going to war i'm not joining the army anytime soon nor am i competing in a team sport or any competitive sport at the moment so uh you got to put yourself through your paces put yourself through artificial hell a little bit so that you can uh, get those calluses in the mind so that you can uh, push yourself to get to the next level very wise i love it man let's talk about your business businesses um you are not the the standard cookie cutter BA biz where you're just, you know, in there and just servicing clients to help them, you know, acquire properties to meet their property goals. You are doing a whole lot more. So I thought you could maybe break down what you guys do. So prior to establishing the BA business, we established a mortgage broking business. And prior to that, it was financial planning. So so ultimately, we look at it from a strategic point of view of what, what does point B look like? So the typical the typical aim is to look at gross household income and how do we replace that ASAP? So as a financial planner, you've got a bunch of tools in your toolbox, basically, where you're investing in shares, you're investing in managed funds, you've got your super, you trust, all of that kind of jazz. The problem with financial planning is that it doesn't really talk about property, right? So it's a, it's a massive asset class that Australians love, and the return on investment is quite substantial if you know how to structure it well, like with the, with the right debt. So, so the ease into mortgage broking happened automatically purely because people wanted to know more about the property space 
within the financial planning context. So we established that mortgage broking arm purely because we were helping our clients build their property portfolio because that's what they were wanting, right? So the natural extension was to build a BEA business purely because the clients were struggling to acquire themselves. And the BAs that we were referring to weren't quite analytical enough to provide the, the data that our clients need to pull the trigger and move forward with confidence. Right. So what we've done is we've just built out this, this process that allows them to tap into the best of all worlds, essentially, build the foundation and essentially build the vehicle to get to point B, ASAP, depending on how ambitious they are. What I always say is what you do in the first five years will determine how comfortable you are in the next 10. Right. So what we try and do is try and squeeze as much juice out of the orange within the first few years, get proof of concept, build confidence, wash, rinse, repeat. And it's amazing what kind of momentum you end up building. I think it's sage advice. I like it around what you put in in those first, you know, three to five years or that initial sprint. Um, it's going to pay the dividends long term, right? And so you need to get it right. I want to get your feedback on this. I mean, financial planners, I guess we're pivoting a bit, but I think, you know, they traditionally, maybe I've got this wrong. So maybe I'm just out of whack, but it seems like they haven't got the best reputation, right? Like what, what's your thoughts around financial planning? Look, it, it depends. It depends. I think, I think the, the old guard has got that reputation, right? So, so financial planners who are typically over 55, they, they've been trained a certain way. It's very sales orientated, but the new guard, the new financial planners that are coming on the market are trying to be as professional as possible. And they're aiming to produce the best results for their clients, right? Within, within the context of what they've got, essentially. So, so the, the challenge that the public sees with, with typical financial planners is they're sort of kneecapped. I mean, they, they, they've got their hands tied behind their back. <laughs> they can't really talk about that much. They're pretty much stuck with insurances, superannuation and investments, essentially investments being managed funds and shares essentially, right? So, so they're sort of stuck and they don't have more, a, a, a bigger conversation around the other avenues, right? Around that, that can complement the financial planning framework. And that's why, that's why the reputation tends to lack sometimes, right? So the great financial planners out there have got a good breadth of knowledge, can deliver massive value for their clients. But unfortunately, you've got to find them. Right. And it's, it's just like, just like any other profession. You're going to, you're going to kiss a few frogs, unfortunately. Right. So, so it's a, it's a highly regulated field and there's a bunch of compliance. So, so you have to be very, very careful as a financial advisor out there purely because, well, as a, as an advisor under a licensee, your hands are tied as well. Right. So you need to kind of work out, well, how do you push the boundaries? How do you have robust conversations with your clients so that you can actually move the needle for them a hell of a lot faster? Most financial planners, unfortunately, can't do that, basically. And that's why the reputation is not the best. But the good financial planners can really make changes and massive changes to their clients' lives. The hardest part is finding the, be the better ones out there in the marketplace. That makes sense. No, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, I guess those older ducks, you know, the 55 plus, yeah, I guess maybe that's where I needed a bit of a shift in perspective because I think they're the ones that have caused a lot of the problems for the younger generation. I mean, you're definitely the complete opposite. I mean, you're the most non salesy person. You're up there with one of the most non-salesy, I guess, financial planners that I've ever met or just people in general. So I think you clearly are a good representation of that financial planner who really gives a shit, is not trying to sell bullshit, really cares about that success path of the client and you're putting their interests first. But I think what was the point where you decided that you wanted to build in, I guess, the mortgage broking, the financial planning, and then the buyer's agency offering? Well, to be honest, I've always wanted to build it in because I'm I I initially invested in property before I before I got into a master of commerce majoring in applied finance and got into the share side of the equation I was already a property investor you know so 
So I went through, I was doing all the studies. I'm like, where the hell's residential property? Where's the personal, personal investments? So I knew as I was going into financial planning, I knew there was a massive gap, right? The whole curriculum doesn't talk about property whatsoever, right? So I knew I was going to build it out. It was only a matter of time. And obviously these things take time, right? So I, I basically filled that gap through referrals. But the problem with referrals is that it wasn't quite fitting the bill and some of the clients weren't quite getting the experience that they wanted, right? Because what we're all about is a seamless experience to get the results ASAP, right? If you're getting pushback from different professionals, well, guess what? You're not getting that seamless experience. So in the end of the day, we were like, well, let's bring it in-house. We've got the expertise, right? All we need to do is study. Well, that's fine. I've been studying all my life. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's, it's pretty straightforward. So we just got the tickets that we needed and off we go, basically. So now it takes time. I knew it was gonna, we we're going to have to build that out because it was it was too clunky for the clients. And for it to actually work out, it's got to be that seamless experience that I keep banging on about, basically. So I knew from the get-go that I was going to build it out. It was only a matter of time. And when the pain was high enough for me and for my clients, I knew where we had to pull the trigger and actually establish those those companies, right? And obviously, the next company is accounting, right? The last one is going to be law. Right? As soon as we get all of that in place, guess what? The clients are going to have a bunch of professionals around them and they get treated with respect. And they know exactly what the three-year timeline looks like to maximize the potential that they've got so that they can actually go ahead and kick some butt, right? So that's the vision that we're ca- that I'm casting. And that's what we're working towards as a business, as a team. Man, I love it. I love it. And I guess this clearly ticks that box that the business build up in the bio, accounting and then the law, the legal side. I love it. So going to, sorry, zooming out a bit, when you said that when you're going through financial planning, there was nothing around property investment. Like why is that with financial planners that, I mean, obviously building wealth through property in Australia is fucking massive. Why is that not something that they don't look at? Well, I think there's, unfortunately, there's been a bunch of financial planners who have gone down the path of selling off the plan bullshit properties, basically, <laughs> that, that put people behind the eight ball. And that has, has created a shadow over the property as an asset class, over direct property as an asset class, especially residential, because of the results. Right? So the clients come after them telling them, oh, they told me they buy to buy these particular properties. And then the planner would get their license taken away from them right? because they shouldn't have been doing that. right? So that's one reason. Another reason is, well, the fund managers don't get paid. The big superannuation funds, well, they've got nothing to do with property. So why they, they're not incentivized to actually help financial planners get better in the property space right? because they, they don't get to clip the ticket, right? Because within financial planning, there's this thing called funds under management, right? So a percentage fee. Some financial planners are charging 2% of funds under management, 1%. So in the end of the day, well, they don't have that option within property. Therefore, well, it doesn't make sense for them to get to know about it, right? They're not incentivized to learn about that particular asset class. So they stick to their own lane and they basically tell people to invest in a, a diversified portfolio without property in it. And unfortunately, all of the research or the majority of the research on wealth creation is around that particular paradigm. Now, don't get me wrong. I really like it. It's good. It's a great way to build wealth, but it's missing a crucial piece. Like you can't ignore property as an asset class when you're building wealth because it's a massive, it's, it's a great way to amplify the return, especially with utilizing your borrowing capacity as a resource. Oh man, I, music to my ears. I, I think it's brilliant. Your your business model, I think is brilliant. I think there's so much more added value that you can bring to the table as part of your entire model to the client, right? And I guess my next question is like, is there a lot of people doing what you're doing, running the style of businesses with all of those service offerings? Look, not really. Like what, what I always tell people is there's less than 1% of financial planners can do what we do, basically. 
right? So, so with, uh, across Australia, I've only really seen a handful of firms that do what we do. And it's kind of sad, really, but it's great for us because we're in like a tight little niche that, that can allow us to kind of scale up and add tremendous value and keep the clients as well because they're seeing the value. Ultimately, it's about net asset growth. People tend to forget that. And then you couple that with some income producing assets and suddenly you're like, you start to build this massive momentum, right? And then you believe you get proof of concept then your confidence increases and then you go all in basically. And then the results just come. Yeah, I love it. So good. Yeah, listen, you're obviously clearly swimming in a massive blue ocean. So I guess your clients must be super stoked when they come to you. Like they, they're not just obviously getting that property as, as the output. They're getting a whole lot more, right? Yeah, exactly. So they're, they're getting the full, the full shebang. What I always say is like, they're the CEOs, we're the CFOs. It's our job to provide them with options. It's our job to, to look at what potential they're sitting on and to be proactive in the approach so that they they know what kind of how aggressive they they can be depending on how ambitious they want to be basically what i always say is the actions that you take will be determined by how how big your goals are right because you can cruise along through life and get there in 30 years right clients that we work with are people who are trying to get above average results right who want to get there in 15 carve off 15 years so that they can enjoy themselves a little bit more yeah i like that analogy they're the CEO, you're the CFO. I think it's smart. I think it's good. And it's a good way to to look at it. So with your your biz, um, you guys sit under just the one the one name, right? Plentitude? Uh, we've got multiple businesses. So we've got Plentitude Wealth, Plentitude Lend, and then LVRG Property, basically. So in the future, we're probably going to rebrand and just put it all under one house. That'll make things a little bit easier. But right now, how we market is through strategy, overarching strategy, through financial planning, and then if it's a right fit, we go through the mortgage broking. And if it's a right fit, we go through the BA side of the equation as well. Okay. That's cool, man. That's exciting. So how long have you been running everything together for? Oh, everything together for a year, basically. So BA is only just shy of one year old. Mortgage broking has been running since 2018. Financial planning business has been running since, since late 2016. How are you enjoying now bringing it all together? Look, it's awesome. I mean, look, I'm very busy building a team. We've got 18 people, right? So, so it, it helps to have a team around you, right? So, so the next challenge is to just make sure that we take care of our team members. We keep them engaged. We build good culture. Right? We have an ascension plan for each individual in the business. What I like about a particular couple that I follow, the homoses, Alex and Layla Homozi. Layla Homozi is the operations person. So she said, if you're looking to keep a type talent, they need to build, they need to be able to see them building their dreams within your business. So it's up to you as the CEO or the founder to cast a large enough vision for the company to be able to maintain those people. Because guess what? If you've got killers in your team, they're not going to stay there if your vision is only for you as the founder. So you need to cast a massive vision so that they can build millions within within your business so that they're happy to stay. Right? So that's pretty much my goal. Build a massive business, allow A players to stay in, build their businesses within our business, be the entrepreneurs to make sure that they add value to the clients, add value to the business and build their investment portfolio as well, guided by the strategies that we're running. That's exciting, man. Well, you, you are, well, you must, I know you are busy, but yeah, you must be busy, 18 staff and most likely growing. And so are you specifically focusing on investment properties for your clients as part of the BA business? Are you doing owner rock as well? How does that work? It's purely, purely investments only. Yeah. So owner rock is a conversation that we can have, but we prefer to just look at the data and just pull the trigger for investment, investment properties only because we want to keep the emotions away from it. 
So, so what I always say is a, it's a balancing act between lifestyle and finance. And what we try and do is we get them to set lifestyle goals and we counteract with financial accountability. So we're, we're that sounding board, we're the, the, the team that keep, holds them accountable to their financial goals whilst they're enjoying themselves as well, basically. And that's why we've opted for, opted for the uh, investment only approach purely because we don't really want to be making or helping them decide what kitchen bench top to, to go with and you know all of the emotional side of the equation when you're when you're buying a PPR basically yeah yeah unreal so what do you love most about running a business I know you're running multiple businesses but like what do you love most about yeah running a business look it's it's results results for the team results for the clients right that's what keeps me keeps me going I look at it and think to myself wow this is this is amazing if I can build a team if I can make a, a massive difference if I can increase financial literacy across the across the world, It'd be amazing, obviously, starting off in Australia as, as the first port of call. If I can share my knowledge and utilize other expertise to kind of uh, compound the, the effect that we can have for our clients and for just the normal population, I think we'll, we'll all be better off, basically. So there's casting the vision, working towards hitting those particular targets, building the team, getting results for the clients, and then making a change and making a positive difference, ideally, in Australia first and, and then all across all across the world be amazing if we can be if we can be the a trusted source of financial information to build personal wealth basically and get to financial freedom sooner awesome man i love how you um feel very strongly about servicing the team and supporting the team and as you even said earlier around bringing their vision into the master vision and making sure that obviously you got strong retention and i, I think that's really it's really great how you really put a strong focus on the team. A lot of, I think, founders build teams and forget about their teams. And as you said earlier, it's hence why the killers end up losing that they leave you because um, it becomes all about the founder or founders. How do your clients feel? Some business owners are happy to build that lifestyle business, but a lifestyle business ain't going to attract the right kind of people to grow something substantial. So in the end, you know, some people will be happy with a five mil revenue lifestyle business. But what we're trying to build is something old, orders of magnitude bigger than that, basically. So in the end, it's uh, it depends what the ambition is. Back to back to what I keep harping on about, right? How ambitious you are will determine what actions you need to take. And obviously, there's a price to pay with all of those actions too. And you've got to be able to kind of uh, take the good with the bad. I think that's that, that's a really good way to, to put it. I wanted to check in and understand like when a client does come into your orbit, your organization, and they really understand the full suite of things that they can get to meet their their objectives and, and their needs. Are they pretty blown away when they realize this with, with what everything you, you guys can provide? Well, well yes. Yes. The, the clients who are blown away are the ones who've tried it, tried with different professionals before and have gotten, have gotten not necessarily nowhere, but they've gotten subpar results. And when they come to us, they see, wow, okay, I'm going to save so much time. Because in the end of the day, it's about time and experiences, right? So the more time you have, the more experiences you can chase after. So the, the clients who have had their fingers burnt, who've run around doing, trying to do everything with the different professionals, they're the ones that see massive value in it because they save so much time. Right? The people who are brand spanking new to the industry or to goal setting or financial planning and mortgage broking and, and building property, uh, their property portfolios, they come at it and go, oh, this is interesting. This is a little bit different to what I've seen. And they're very, very curious about how it all kind of comes together. So all in all, it's a, we're in a pretty good space purely because as soon as they start comparing, well, it's hard to compare against against what we do. You know, so I, I'm all for I'm all for potential clients comparing because I'm like, well, bring it on. <laughs> good luck trying to compete. You know? 
Yeah, it's awesome, man. I think it's great what you're doing with your business model, what you provide, your care for your team. And I think it's it's awesome. I'm obviously familiar with your business, but I'm, I, I do want other people to become more more aware and more familiar with your business. Anyway, I just wanted to just recognize you. I think it's great what you're doing. Where can people find you, Andrew? Andrew David Courtney on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. You can check us out on plenitudewealth.com.au. There's a bunch of education material there as well. If you'd like, I run a few webinars, so you'll get access to all of those if you if you go check out that website. Yeah, feel free to follow me on all social media platforms, basically. So constantly trying to pump out content and educate, increase financial literacy across the board is the is the goal. Yeah, you'll be able to find me by just uh, typing in Andrew David Courtney. Can't they find you on TikTok doing belly dancing as well? <laughs> yes, yes. Yours. Look, you can you can definitely find me on TikTok. I'm not doing some belly dancing anymore. <laughs> I did have a I did have a small stint there where I was dancing with my uh, my nine nine month old. She's now three, so uh, I, I I stopped TikTok much to my uh, dismay actually. Because if I kept going, I swear I'd have a, a million followers by now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, mate, on that note, thank you. Great talking with you. Good to dive into your business and understand what you're up to. And um, for everyone listening, yeah, check out check out Andrew's socials. And yeah, if you're looking for some really good knowledge, information that's beyond the standard landscape of what a buyer's agent shares, definitely um, check out Andrew. Cheers, man. Talk soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. Much appreciated. And thanks a lot for your help. I mean, you've been you've been pivotal to to our growth as well. So thank you. 